Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. All right, everyone. I am really excited to introduce you to Meredith. I do not know how to pronounce your, net, your last name. How do I pronounce your last name? That's okay. It's Mistro. So right. it looks like Mistrot. That's what most people say, but it's Mistro. It's French. <laughs> I kind of guessed that, but I wanted to be sure. That's okay. Hey, that's good that you were even thinking that. Most people don't. <laughs> So Meredith, you're at Texas Christian University, is that right? Yes, that is right. And where are you in your college career? So I'm a sophomore this year. I've been at TCU for one year now, and sophomore year is kind of crazy, but I'm getting through it. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to talk to you um, about your experience so far. And a lot, you know, it's September. You and I are meeting in Mm -hmm. September. And a lot of students are at the very beginning of their college careers. And I'm imagining that you might be able to go back and remember what that was like a year ago. And I want you to talk a little bit about like, what was the biggest challenge you faced as a freshman? Freshman year, I'll be honest, it was a struggle for me in a lot of ways. It was a huge adjustment coming to college in general, but especially TCU, it's out of state for me. I have some family here in Texas, but I don't know many people. So coming in, I didn't know anyone. And at the same time, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and make those friends and connections and still find that balance with everything. And so There were a lot of things going through my mind, I think, especially first semester, just adjusting to a new environment. There was a lot of that. Um, But I'd say if I had to pick one of those things that was my biggest challenge, I would honestly say it's hard because it goes back and forth. But overall, I think the social aspect and making friends and genuine connections was definitely something I feel like I struggled with a little bit in college. I definitely, don't get me wrong, I have some great friends here, and if they're listening, they might be wondering, but I have great friends, and I'm glad to have them, but definitely in the beginning, it was hard to find true connections and genuine people, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're, like, you are not alone. It's something that almost everyone I interview talks about is what is it like to start your life over, move someplace new, figure it all out, and simultaneously reinvent yourself socially. I mean, we're social animals. We're human beings. We're meant to be social. So um, finding your people is a big deal, and it's a big major focus that first year. And I'm really excited to talk to you more about this, like the social piece of college and the importance of finding your people and showing up authentically and 
and how you go about doing that. And I'm really excited because you have started this incredibly fun podcast and blog. <laughs> Thank you. Called The Genuine Girl. And I'm sort of making up that it was inspired in part by this experience. Is that right? Yes, you are completely right. That's actually something I talk about in my very first episode of my podcast, but it seems to be a topic that keeps coming up again and again. Just the fact that this podcast that I created really stemmed from a tough first semester of trying to find myself in a world of people where I felt like I was kind of different and I felt like everybody was making these connections and friendships right away and I just wasn't honestly and especially with social media I think everybody was always posting pictures with people just from day one their roommate people in their sorority and it looked like everybody had their life figured out and they had their friend group already and I was just kind of feeling a little left out and a little different and so I started my podcast kind of as an outlet and to hopefully be a relatable resource to other people because something in me told me that I couldn't be the only one feeling this way and maybe some of the people who appeared to have their life so together and have all of these great friends, maybe they were feeling a little insecure about that too. And so I thought I would try it and see what happened. And now I've been doing it for, gosh, I guess since January of this year. So it's been a while and I'm still going. <laughs> How has it been received? What's the feedback you're getting? Honestly, it's been better than I could have imagined. When I started, I... I, I mean, I was taking it seriously, but I wasn't sure how long it would actually end up going on for. And I've definitely been seeing an increase in my audience just month by month, episode by episode. And especially from the people who go to my own college at TCU, I've gotten a lot of messages just through social media or texts from people, some of my friends, but some people who I don't really talk to a lot and they've reached out and said things like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I've been feeling the same exact way you are. And hearing that from other people, especially the ones I don't know very well, or the ones who appear to have it all figured out, it's kind of surprising to me when they reach out and they say that they've been feeling the same way. It just makes me motivated to keep going, I guess. <laughs> it's inspiring. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I just am glad that I'm making a difference for other people. And it's hard sometimes being so vulnerable and putting so much of myself out there. But definitely when I receive messages and feedback like that, it makes it all worth it. Okay, so I want to hear a little bit more about your ideas about what it means to be genuine. That's a great question. I think, to me, being genuine just means, I guess, putting your full self out there to the world and not being afraid to show who you really are and to show your personality, to show the things you like, the things you're interested in, your hobbies. I mean, those sound like little things, but I think all of that really comes together to make you a genuine person, just being real and being honest and not trying to be someone you're not or act like someone who isn't really you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so this is such an interesting idea to me because 
this time in your life is really about getting to know who you are, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, has it been your experience for the first year and a half of school or year now that you are finding that you're still finding out who you are? For sure. I was just talking to someone the other day about this and I feel like, especially since I've gotten to college, I've been able to find who I am so much more than I ever have in my whole life. And I think that's kind of scary, but it's also kind of cool to constantly be learning who you are, what kind of person you are and who you want to be. And just finding that, I think college is the perfect opportunity to do that. But I also from my experience, I've noticed a lot of people who kind of find it hard to be themselves in college and to let that real personality or whatever it is shine through. Yeah, you said in our pre-interview questionnaire that you expected people to be open-minded and um, what you've noticed is that a lot of people are trying to fit a mold thinking they needed to show up in a certain way to be who they should be. not really showing up as who they really are. Why do you suppose that is? I've been trying to find the answer to that question too. And it's kind of, it's hard because I think, I feel like from my experience, everybody comes into college and whether you know people or not, whether it's in state or out of state, it's a new place, a new environment. And I think everybody is kind of scared and nervous and nobody really knows what's going on. Everybody wants to meet new people and make those connections and find themselves. But I also think there are just so many pressures everywhere and pressures that society has set on us, especially girls, I think, but definitely guys too. I can't speak as much to guys, but I think for girls, it's like, there's so much pressure to, at least at my school, like join a sorority and find your best friends like week one of school. It seems like uh, from looking as an outsider, it seems like everybody has all these things figured out and has it all together. And I think those pressures kind of make everybody try and be someone they're not and fit this mold like oh everybody is in a sorority so I should join a sorority or I don't know that's just I know that's kind of superficial but that's the first example that comes to my mind yeah I think it's a real one yeah like it's it's kind of a lot of those pressures especially when you first come into college they all kind of pile up and make people feel like they have to act a certain way or be a certain person and that can take them away from who they really are and being genuine. (laughs) Yeah, well, we all want to be accepted, right? We all want to belong. We all want to feel like we have community. Mm -hmm. And when we see something out there and we think we want it, like we want to belong to that sorority or we want to be part of that club or we want to be in that group, we look at that group and we start to identify the things that we think will get us to be accepted. And then we start to do those things And it's just normal human behavior, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it it definitely is. It's kind of natural, I think. And so I'm not trying to blame anyone for doing that or judge anyone because I've definitely done that too. And it takes a lot of strength, I think, to realize that, well, 
you know, maybe doing that stuff and fitting in with that group of people is what you really want to do. And that's who you really are. And that's great. But I think for me in particular, after a while I of doing that and trying to be this certain person and fit in this certain mold, I realized I just wasn't happy because it wasn't really me and it wasn't yeah. really what I wanted deep down. So yeah, it definitely takes strength to overcome that and well, give us an example. Give me an example of how you, you've done that. Um, that's a good question. I think, honestly, I, there, there are a lot of examples just with different people, with different groups. And I think one example, as I was talking about a sorority earlier, um, I, I was in a sorority my first year here at TCU, and I don't want to say anything negative because I, uh, they're great people in the sorority, and I think it was a great experience for me, and it taught me a lot, and I'm very glad I went through it and joined a sorority um, at my school recruitment happens um, in August. So right when I moved in, like the day after I moved in freshman year, recruitment started. And that was kind of a brutal week. But part of the reason I went through that, I, I was trying to keep an open mind and say, oh, this might be a good way to meet people. But at the same time, I think there was something in me kind of saying, oh, like, I probably should be in a sorority because I was looking at the statistics and a lot of people that go to my school are also in sororities. And so I was thinking, oh, I guess I should do that too. And so I got into a sorority. I really met some great people, like I said, um, but there were definitely some things that I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't want to say anything bad, but I do think, um, a lot of the values that people had in my sorority didn't really align with mine in terms of priorities and just um, the things that I was expecting to get out of a sorority were really genuine friendships because I had always heard, you know, joining a sorority, you're going to meet your lifelong friends and it's going to be great. You're just going to have these people who you're so connected to forever. And I was kind of expecting that going in and it's not to say I didn't make good friends, but I just didn't connect as much as I expected. And I think I knew that after first semester, just after a few months of being in it, but I was kind of too scared to quit <laughs> that soon. Yeah. I feel like I should give this a chance and keep going. Everybody was telling me like, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Like it seemed like everybody in my sorority was just loving it. So I was like, oh, okay, it'll get better. So second semester I was in it still and I was really trying to give myself a chance, put myself out there and get involved. Um, and I still, by the end of second semester, it even though I was trying, it felt like something was missing. And I finally just had to come to terms with it that I might not be met for a sorority. And that's okay, even though so many other people at my school are and so many people in my sorority absolutely love it. That doesn't mean that I have to love it too. And I can find so many other things to be involved with outside of 
school. And so at the end of freshman year, I ultimately decided to drop my sorority and I mean, it was all good. Like I still talk to a lot of the people in my sorority and my old sorority, I guess, but um, overall it's definitely, it's made it a lot easier for me to get involved with other things that I really am passionate about and want to be in. And it's definitely made me a happier person just knowing that now I'm getting involved with the things that I really want to and things that make me happy and not just doing things for the sake of having that on my resume or, you know, being known as a sorority girl or having that label, I guess. I have such appreciation for your willingness to listen to yourself because as you've just said, when we say no to the things that aren't aligned for us, it opens up all these possibilities and opportunities for us to step into the things that are really aligned for us. And that is the way we get to learn or build that muscle about showing up authentically and subsequently creating more energy, less stress in our lives. And we start, you know, learning to step into the truth of who we are by listening to ourselves and not necessarily listening to what everyone else out there is telling us what we should do. So I think, I think that it's beautiful that you joined, you were open-minded, you gave it a shot. Yeah. We all need to try new things. It's beautiful that you, you, you stuck with it, trying to see, okay, is it, what's really going on here for me? And then it's beautiful that you decided to leave and, and, and then you got to learn this really big lesson, which is now I know I have this little voice inside me that I can listen to that voice sooner next time and trust that voice. Because that yes. voice, the voice is really intelligent. Oh, for sure. And I think that definitely was a big step for me because I've always been the kind of person who I'll, sometimes I'll get a feeling for something. I'll hear a voice in my head telling me what to do, but I also tend to overthink sometimes and overanalyze. And so I'll just, it'll keep rolling around in my head and I'll be like, oh, is this really the right decision? Maybe I should just stick it out a little longer. And yeah, I'm definitely glad I stuck with it for a year because I think that definitely was enough time to tell me whether or not the sorority was for me. But I think, I think definitely in the future, now I kind of know to listen to that voice a little sooner because it ended up working out and I'm happy now that I did it. I'm happy with my decision. Yeah. I think one of the greatest things you can learn at this time in your life is to trust yourself and trust that voice inside. We do, we're slaves to our heads, but when we don't listen to our heart and, and our, you know, and our, what's our, that little voice inside us that we all have, we all have that voice. Yes. When we deny that voice, it takes us often in the wrong direction And I just want to name that the wrong direction isn't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a little less direct to where we're actually headed. So to me, this is a really big point to, to pause at and bring attention to is that even though you ended up not staying in the sorority, the thing that you learned along the way and your journey is far more important than this any way we can judge whether or not it was a successful thing or an unsuccessful thing. In my mind, it was so successful for you because it got you closer to that voice inside you. 
That's a great way to think about it. I, I like that a lot because sometimes I still get back into that mindset. It's, I definitely try to trust myself and sometimes I still go back to that decision and think, oh, was that the wrong thing to do? Like, should I have stayed in it longer? Should I have kept going? And I have to remind myself of that. Like, it, it was a good thing overall that I had the experience, but also that I decided it wasn't for me and I left. I mean, I think it ultimately was a good thing. And I think that's important to look at it from a positive light. For sure. Yeah. It's a huge life skill. It's a huge life skill to learn to trust that voice inside and let that voice lead you even when your head and all that pressure from the outside world is saying something else. Yes, I totally agree. I, I think that's true. And I think, I mean, just going through that experience as easy as it is to look at as a negative thing, I think being able to have that. So I learned to trust my voice. And now that I, I kind of know what that looks like, thanks to that experience. And if I hadn't have even tried, then I wouldn't even know. I mean, maybe there would have been something else, but still, I think in the long run, I'm glad that happened because it definitely taught me that major life skill. (laughs) Yeah. It essentially brought you closer to the truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. which is what we're all like, that's what we're all headed towards. Like, oh yeah. Figuring sure. out and you're all about being genuine. So I definitely am. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's just, I definitely think it's a constant process of learning and finding yourself. Like I, I always say like that I want people to be genuine and I try to be genuine, but it's still like experiences like that. You realize like you're just, constantly finding more of yourself in college and it's like a never-ending thing it's a never-ending thing in life yeah that's what it seems like but I think that's kind of the beauty of it too and it's cool to see just looking back at the progress I've made since in one year I can't imagine what that's going to look like by the time I graduate you know yeah, so we're, we're, um, we talk a lot about building self-awareness on this podcast, mm-hmm. and we believe that um, self-awareness is the key to authenticity, because when you are woken up to the truth of who you are, when you're aware of yourself in those ways, then you have the power, you're empowered to make decisions from that place of self-awareness. But until and unless you have that self-awareness, you can't possibly make those decisions because you're not aware of them. So it's not necessarily a problem. It's just, uh, it's like a, it's like a scavenger hunt to yourself, to your true (laughs) self. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You have to be in those situations sometimes that force you to kind of think about things differently and have that self-awareness and find yourself. I mean, yeah, it, it's good to look at it as not a problem, just kind of a step in <laughs> finding who you are. And it's going to be okay in the end. I always think of it like, is this situation really going to matter to me in like five years, 10 years down the road? Like sometimes things happen in college and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a major obstacle. Like I don't know what to do with my life, but it's just all bringing you closer to who you're meant to be and a lot of times the things that seem so big and like huge problems right now really aren't that 
far down the road and you kind of figure it out as you find that self-awareness, I guess. <laughs> so true. So, so true. So now I'm curious, you learned this lesson about um, showing up more authentically. What have you done recently to avoid the temptation to show up as someone you're not really, right? Because there's that huge temptation to do that everywhere oh, yeah. you go. Oh, there definitely is. And I'll be honest, it's still, it's hard for me. It's something I'm still really learning. Um, just, you know, in my classes every day and the clubs I'm involved in now, it's like, I really have to consciously think about you know, showing up as myself, because it is easy to fall into that trap of just trying to be someone you're not and be accepted by everyone else. But I'd say this year, I definitely have tried to just, I've tried to open myself up more to new possibilities. I know that might sound weird, but I think um, I've really tried to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And um, I've I've tried to meet new people, talk to new people who I normally probably wouldn't have last year because I thought, you know, I should be sticking with a certain group of people or doing these certain things. Now that I kind of have gotten that out of my path, I've kind of tried to be more open-minded and just get those different experiences. And I feel like by doing that and going into, you know, talking to people and classes and going to meetings for organizations and really just being open-minded and being authentic. I have been able to make a lot more genuine connections this year and just kind of find more of who I am and what I want to do. I think just having those pressures off of me that existed last year, it's really kind of freeing in a way. It's like, wow, now I can... I can be myself and like, it's okay. Like I got through the whole sorority thing. Like that seemed like a huge deal at the time, trying to conform to these pressures and be that kind of person. And I got through that and I'm not in that environment anymore. And now it's like, wow, there's a whole new world out there. And that definitely has helped me be more authentic this semester and just finding those new connections and being more open-minded. I know that was kind of a lot. (laughs) No, but but it makes so much sense. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm glad. You know, when we um, show up authentically as our true selves, our genuine self, we, we have these things in our brain called mirror neurons and we naturally attract like Like is attracting like. It's a magnetic attraction. So when we show up as our true selves, we start attracting others who are similar or like-minded. It just happens organically. We don't actually have to try or do anything. Of course, we have to put effort forth and show up. But there's a way in which um, those things begin to happen. And then friendships become effortless. They become easeful relationships become useful and that frees you up. You said something about feeling more free earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It frees you up. It frees you up to be more available and in flow. I like to call it in flow, but the stress of trying to pretend, even if you don't know you're trying to pretend, right? I mean, most of us don't know we're doing it. It's an unconscious behavior. Right. 
it frees you up to, um, you have more energy, you can focus more in school, um, you can be more available to your, yourself and your friendships. All of those things start becoming much easier. So I wanna um, kind of put another exclamation point on that because I think it's the key to being free is showing up authentically. That sounds like yeah. a little rhyme. Ooh, I know. That was good. Just making that up right on the spot. I love it. Yes. No, I think that's so true, though. And again, like, it, I, I'm glad that I'm starting to realize that because I think it definitely is something hard, especially in the beginning of college, or at least for me. I don't know about other students, but sometimes it just seems like it's easier to be like everyone else and to just kind of do what everyone else is doing and sometimes it just seems easier to conform I guess but then when sometimes I don't know for me I think I just eventually had to realize like that wasn't what was making me happy it wasn't making me feel free at all like I felt like I was kind of trapped and I had to be this certain person for everyone else and that made it hard for me to be really happy because I wasn't being who I really wanted to be or who I was on the inside and so there wasn't think, a match no it's not, it gotta wasn't be, it's got a match right it's not connecting it's like it's like two puzzle pieces like the outside and the inside have to match yes yeah and I wish I would have learned that sooner but I think you know, like I was saying, at the same time, I think it's good that I had to go through some of those experiences to get there, because now I appreciate it so much more, like, knowing, you know, I really consciously try to keep myself aligned now between the person I'm portraying to the world and the person I really am deep down. I want to make sure those are really connected now. Wow, I think... You're done. You can stop going to college. You've got it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, you are very sweet, but I, I know that even though I'm starting to find myself more and realize the importance of being genuine, it, like I said earlier, it's just a lifelong process. And I'm honestly trying to make the most of these last few years I have at college because I always hear you know four years of college like they can be the best years of your life but they can also be the years where you change the most and find yourself the most and I'm just really looking to explore that more and because I know I'm not done yet like I still have so much more of myself to find and I'm trying to focus on living authentically now for these last three years so that when I graduate, you know, and through the rest of my life, I can just truly be confident in who I am and know that and, you know, live as that person. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your true self, for putting yourself out there, for being vulnerable, for being an inspiration for others to show up. This is what the world needs more of. And I'm really honored to host you on our podcast yeah. and, um, and share you with the world. And so I just want to tell people really quickly, where can they find you um, if you're not 
a visitor on the university podcast. Yes. Um, so if you'd like to check out my podcast again, it's called a genuine girl podcast and it can be found on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, basically everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And then I also have an Instagram and Facebook. Um, the handle is one genuine girl all spelled out. So if you want to follow me on there, I post a lot of inspirational quotes and stuff like that. I try to keep it fun. We are definitely following you and I hope you'll follow us back. Oh, of course. And I definitely hope you'll come back to visit and share more of your experiences throughout the years. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Meredith. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.